welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, United Bank, Mylin, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Welcome to Positively West Virginia. Each week on our podcast, we interview West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with listeners just like you all across America. And I'm so excited we're now in our second year. We publish these weekly stories on iTunes, on Google Play, and on our website, PositivelyWV.com, and in print with publications including the State Journal and the Exponent Telegram. We have one of the largest combined podcast audiences in West Virginia and with our partner news websites and social media throughout West Virginia, including WVNews.com, we reach thousands and thousands of listeners and readers each week. Our goal is to help educate and motivate our audience with these inspirational business stories. All of our guests are people who are absolutely getting it done in West Virginia, and I'm convinced we can all learn a lot from their experiences and their stories. This week, we're going to learn about Parween Mascari and her many entrepreneurial ventures in Charleston, Vienna, and Snowshoe, West Virginia, including her retail stores, West Virginia Market. Parween, are you ready to get down to business? I'm ready, Jim. All right, Parween, I'm so glad to have you on the podcast to share your story. A little bit about Parween. Parween is a native of Parkersburg, West Virginia, and is an entrepreneur, an attorney, an adjunct professor at West Virginia University, and an administrative law judge for the State of West Virginia Board of Review for Unemployment Compensation Appeals. During her time as a lobbyist, she worked closely with the legislature to help shape policy for the State of West Virginia. She also owns, as I mentioned, three retail stores, West Virginia Market, that sells West Virginia-made products, and she has those locations in Snowshoe in Vienna, and Charleston, West Virginia. Through her association work, her own entrepreneurial efforts, and her community involvement as a board member for the Snowshoe Foundation, the WVU College of Law's Visiting Committee, the Girl Scout Black Diamond Council, the Public Policy Committee for for Philanthropy West Virginia, as a trustee and audit committee chair for the Claude Worthington Benedum Foundation, And as a founding member of both Generation Morgantown and Generation West Virginia, Parween has guided all things by her mission of supporting and encouraging job creation, quality of life, hospitality and tourism, small business and entrepreneurship, philanthropy, community and economic development, downtown revitalization, and the attraction and retention and recruitment of talent in the Mountain State. Parween is a frequent speaker on topics such as networking, entrepreneurship, small business, economic development, and tourism. She also serves as a consultant on community and economic development projects and assists law firms with marketing and business development. Her passion and purpose is to always be working on projects and people who are interested in moving the state of West Virginia forward, whether that's a project uh, on, on a film project, a farm project, a distillery, a magazine, a wine bar, or a retail shop featuring the work of local artisans. Parween received her MBA and law degree from West Virginia University. After graduating in the top 10% of her law school class, she spent a decade as an attorney with the law firm of Jackson Kelly, PLLC. 
Harween has four children and splits her time mostly between Morgantown and Charleston, but spends as much time as possible on top of Snowshoe Mountain at the West Virginia Market, one of three retail shops, as I mentioned, that she owns specializing in goods made locally in West Virginia by West Virginians. Parween, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro, and give us a little behind, behind, the, look, uh, behind the curtain look into your company. Sure. So the West Virginia market stores uh, really came about because there was a need, uh, specifically at Snowshoe, I thought, and Snowshoe thought, uh, to feature the work of local artisans. So this all happened about 10 years ago. And we really couldn't find somebody that wanted to fill that need. Mm. Um, I grew up in Parkersburg. Um, My parents were both professionals, but also owned a hardware store. So I think I had a little bit of that retail uh, gene that I that I got. So yeah. um, eventually when we were having trouble really filling that space, um, I, I began to think, I'm going to have to do it. And so um, I had a lot of help from friends, but really that's kind of where the first West Virginia Market location came from. And yeah. it's just kind of grown from there. Wow, that's, that's so cool. So, I mean... Obviously, you know, you, you felt the need there. You saw the need. You said, I need somebody to do this. You just stepped in and did it. Well, and that's um, I, I, Mary Hunt, who works for the Benedum Foundation, is always fond of saying, you know, that, that it's one of those things where you look around and you try to find somebody to do something and then you end up going, okay, that's really actually going to have to be me. Um, so maybe that's, that's not the most ideal situation, but, you know, I've ended up loving it and it's been a, almost a decade now. Oh so, my gosh. Um, it's been a good addition to the village and people really seem to resonate with it because people want to, I think, support local folks when they're visiting uh, a tourist area. Absolutely. And, you know, if, if folks haven't been to your store there in Snowshoe, I, I think it's uh, it's it's one of those must-see destinations in West Virginia. It's such a cool place. The, the people that you have working in there are, are very friendly and knowledgeable about the products. But what's cool about it is everything's from West Virginia, and it's just kind of overwhelming when you see like, wow, I didn't I didn't realize we have all these different companies here, right? So you're kind of doing the same thing. That's our our mission here on this podcast is kind of celebrating West Virginia's heritage and our our companies that are actually manufacturing products and creating jobs here? We have so many talented people. And really, that's something that um, has been the coolest thing about having the stores for me is getting to meet them and getting to know them and getting to see what they can do. And it really is such a mix. Um, You know, we do everything from soaps and lotions to craft beers to books to glass to pottery, just really things that um, are special. And that when you do take them home and you share them with your family, I mean, you're going to pass them down maybe to a next generation. If it's a piece of pottery or um, a piece of woodwork or a piece mm. of ironwork, um, you know, it's it's something that you can really care about. And I think that that really resonates with people. I love the stuff that you're doing to highlight these folks. They really deserve it. Oh, um, we try to find the most unique items and, and really just put those out there and show what West Virginians can do. Yeah, absolutely. Parun, I mean, you're involved with a lot of things around the state of West Virginia. You're, I mean, you're plugged in for sure and dialed in as an entrepreneur, as a business person. You're extremely intelligent and knowledgeable and have a great uh, presence about you, a great personality. What's the one thing? Thanks, <laughs> What's the one thing that you're most excited about right now? 
So for me, I think it's Charleston and downtown Charleston. Um, I know downtown Charleston has issues like every other place. But where I located my shop in Charleston, it's the newest one, is on the corner of Hale and Courier Street. And I am surrounded. I'm actually the only business, uh, retail business on my block. There's a lot of vacant spaces there, but they're starting to fill up. And there are a lot of young entrepreneurs that have moved into downtown Charleston, and it just has a really good feel to it, like it's coming up in the world. And I will tell anyone who will listen that we should brand that area as the arts and culture district of Charleston. Um, You know, maybe Amy Goodwin, the new mayor of Charleston, will listen to this podcast. I love her. We could, you know, have that conversation. I've talked to some people in Pittsburgh that have done that similar thing, and they're willing to come, you know, help us walk through how, how they've done it. But, you know, across from me is the Art Emporium. Um, Mm. uh, Also across from me is Uncork and Create. There's a tattoo parlor art gallery down the street from me. There are two or three great um, art galleries and uh, shops, Stray Dog Antiques, different stores on Hale Street. Um, It really is an up-and-coming area, and I'm excited to see what happens. We've had several creative companies come in. We've had several people just sign leases. I really think that um, arts and culture is going to be the key to our downtown revitalization. So I'm just happy to be getting in on, I think, the ground floor of it and to be a part of that. So I'm really excited to see what happens with that. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's exciting. I, I haven't been downtown Charleston uh, for a while. I need to get down there and check that out for sure. Uh, well, and I'll tell you yeah. when to come because yeah. the art walks are incredible. I'll yeah. have 500 people in my store during on the art walk and the Charleston chamber and the Charleston yeah. Alliance area Alliance puts that on. It's a once a month event and um, people really come out for it. Every That's time cool. we host one, um, we really feel like, okay, this is what this town should feel like. This is what it is to be part of a vibrant economy and a vibrant downtown. Yeah. Parween. So you, you know, you, you, have your law degree, have your MBA, you're an entrepreneur. How did you get started in business? You mentioned, you know, your 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 parents were uh, business people, entrepreneurs uh, when you were growing up. How, how did you get this like spark that says, "I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and start a business"? Well, I think that's where it came from. Is really watching them. Um, do what they did with opening a hardware store and now um, a coffee shop and a wine bar and and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I remember having a conversation with a gentleman in Morgantown one time where I told him that I thought I was an entrepreneur. It's probably 15 years ago. Um, But that I really didn't like taking risks. And he looked at me and he said, Oh honey, then you're not really an entrepreneur. (laughs) And I think it really made me think um, that if you're not willing to, you know, uh, sleep in the floor of your store every once in a while or eat a bunch of ramen noodles while you're trying to get started or do all of those things, then you're really not able to create a business or um, really have the impact that you want to have. And so I had to personally really just kind of overcome some things about myself that um, where I started to learn to love to take more risks. Um, mm. and you know, in law school, you're taught to mitigate risks and you're right. taught to teach other people how to do that and to help other people do that. And here I was trying to teach myself to really learn to take more risks. And I was friends with some really amazing entrepreneurs and I watched them and I think learned from them mm. and, and still really am yeah. watching them. And, you know, what I've done is just, you know, open a couple of retail spaces, what they've done is start companies that have, you know, changed West Virginia and um, mm-hmm. 
the region. So, you know, just really learning, constantly learning and constantly trying to better yourself and um, get out of your comfort zone, I think has been what happened yeah, to me. But absolutely. I will tell you this, once you get bit by that bug, you can't, um, you can't, you can't really uh, come back from it. Yeah, absolutely. That, that It sounds like you had some pivotal relationships and some pivotal times in moments in your life where that really came about. And I would argue also that, uh, you know, whether you have, a, you know, it's just a solopreneur, one person shop, or you have, you start a company that employs 2,000 people, I think it all is important, especially in our state. Creating opportunity to me is like what it's all about. And I think that's what you're doing, creating opportunity. That's what I'm trying to do. And I'm trying to really help the artists um, because a lot of times they just need somebody to really give them that first chance to get started. And some of the outlets are so much bigger than mine um, that they require a lot more uh, work up front. Mm-hmm. So I really try to be that first entry point for a lot of people, and I have been, um, to where they just need to get a dozen of something in a store to see how it goes, to see what their pricing is like, to see what their packaging is like, to see you know how to market their product. And then they can go on to, you know, bigger markets or uh, maybe try to get in Kroger's or, you know, on yeah. the shelves at Walmart or something like that. But I really try to be that first point of entry for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I have, um, I, I believe you guys carry uh, West Virginia fruit and berry products in, yeah. in your store. I had Becky Tichnell on um no, it was probably six or eight months ago on the show, and just loved hearing her story. So companies like that that are doing things, and you have this this awesome retail space for people to, to be exposed to that. I, I commend you for that. I think it's awesome. Parween, one of the things, even though our show is called Positively West Virginia, I oftentimes like to hear people's worst business moment because I think there's a lot <laughs> a lot to be uh, learned from those kinds of experience um, experiences. Can you take us to a point where you thought maybe this was like – this is it. This is my worst moment as a, as an entrepreneur. Sure. Um, I think mine actually probably happened on the Senate floor. Um, (laughs) very publicly too. Oh my gosh. We had, uh, I have for years been trying to help snowshoe, uh, to get wine on the mountain. And then I tell people this and they don't believe me, but when people come into my shop, which is centrally located in the village. So, you know, I'm almost like a concierge telling everyone where to go for everything. And they always ask for wine. Um, I would also like to sell West Virginia wine in my store. But we're in a dry county, not in a municipality. We can't opt out of being dry. Um, all of these other things. So when people come to me, I say, well, you can go to a restaurant because you become a member of their private club and you can get wine there. But as far as buying a bottle and taking it back to your room, you're going to have to drive 25 miles down the mountain that way or 25 miles down the mountain that way. And for being one of the top 10 ski resorts on the East Coast, and being really a place where a lot of folks from D.C., Northern Virginia, out of state come to enjoy themselves, mm-hmm. um, that's been a really tough thing. And I'd really love to get West Virginia wineries represented in the shop. And I know that Snowshoe would, um, I'm sure, like to open their own wine shop right next door to me and, and sell wine in, in their stores as well. And so we, we were trying to do that. And um, there was a certain senator who I will not name who gave an entire floor speech about how I was trying to get a monopoly on booze on Snowshoe Mountain (laughs) and how I was uh, just some fat cat trying to, you know, make a bunch of money and how pigs get fat and hogs get slaughtered. And, you know, it was, first of all, humiliating. And second of all, 
it made me question what I was doing. Why was I trying so hard to showcase West Virginia and showcase West Virginia products and move things forward when we were just so stuck in this old Hmm. um, mentality? And so that didn't happen. We're still working on trying to make progress in that area um, and, and trying to move forward with it. But, you know, as an entrepreneur, you just have to keep coming back. You can't let somebody um, knock you down and you don't get up. So, mm. but I will tell you, Jim, that day, I really thought, well, you know, if I'm not going to get any support, why am I even bothering? You know, yeah. it's not like these uh, shops are, you know, super money-making <laughs> ventures for yeah, me. This right. is really about, it's a labor of love completely. Sure. Yeah. Um, so that I think was a dark hour where I thought, you know what, I, I'm just going to give up because I'm not going to get the kind of support I need on a policy level or, Mm. um, but you know, I think being that entrepreneur mindset comes with a resilience to where you might think that one day and then you get up the next day and you're ready to try again. Oh my gosh. That's kind of, you know, where, where I am with it. Absolutely. I love it. What a what a cool story. And and I was going to ask you what your one takeaway from that was, but I, I think you just said it, you know, you have to be resilient and just not, you know, not uh, not get knocked down. You know, it's very easy. And every every person I talk to on the show, you know, we, we talk about these these moments, you know, that that are sometimes difficult. And, and almost just about everybody says, you know, if you know, you're going to have those moments, you just got, it's how you respond how you react to them, how you respond to them that really defines, you know, who you are as a, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. Right. And, um, I, I just think that, that was a great story. So thank you for, for sharing that. Parmin, what was, what would, the, what would you say is the, like the best thing about being in West Virginia? I mean, you're, 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 you own a couple of different retail businesses and you're you know, plugged in all over the place. What would you say is the best thing about being in business in, in our state? I think it's that ability to be plugged in everywhere and to know people everywhere. Hmm. Um, You and I were talking before the call, you know, just mutual acquaintances and friends come up every, um, every time you meet somebody in West Virginia. So I think just that ability to be really involved in so many things and to make a difference and to, for me, I get to travel the state. I say I'm in a constant loop around the state, <laughs> visiting Charleston and Morgantown and, and Vienna and Snowshoe. And um, so just having those kind of relationships everywhere you go and mm. um, being able to really trust people because you get to really know them on a personal level. Now, I grew up in West Virginia and I've really only had businesses in West Virginia, so I don't know what it's like other places, but I will say that I can't believe people have closer business relationships that really develop into acquaintances and develop into friendships. And, and, you know, I've worked with hundreds of artists Mm. and I've made so many good friends, um, over the years working with those people. So for me, it's about the relationships. And I think we just um, have a more of an opportunity to do that here. And that's the way we do business here is a lot through relationships. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That's, that's excellent. Parmi, I want to take a, a second just to mention our incredible sponsors for Positively West Virginia. They are the State Journal, wvnews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. 
It's the support we receive from these organizations that allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia. Our guest today is Parween Mascari. She's the owner of West Virginia Market, uh, three different locations around the state of West Virginia, and I would also say she is the quintessential entrepreneur. She is all over the place getting a massive amount of work done and really making a difference in West Virginia. All right, Parween, let's get back to it. Speaking of of your, your organizations, your companies, and you as a person, what's your vision long term? Well, I really see a place, and I know a lot of people say this, where um, my children want to stay and where they want to raise their families. Mm. Um, And I really see a place that's vibrant with arts and culture and tourism and attracting people into the state that want to be here and attracting them not just because of our natural beauty, but just because of everything we have to offer. And so for me, all of these things are tied together. Um, the things that I, that I focus my time on are really tied together because I think that a lot of it has to do with revitalizing your downtowns, mm-hmm. promoting what you have, having a better self-esteem as a state saying, yeah, we're awesome. You should come check us out. Um, I think we're always hesitant to do that. And I think uh, a lot of times we pass that along to our friends and to our children and mm. So you see these kids growing up and they say, well, yeah, when I grow up, I'm going to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And I want so badly to say, there's so much here. Why would I leave? Um, Or people from, you know, other places saying, well, you know, it's pretty cool here, but my God, I want to move to West Virginia because it's awesome. I love it. I love it. Barwing, what is one piece of advice you would give to young business owners or uh, entrepreneurs maybe thinking about starting a company in West Virginia, or um, maybe it's somebody who is just, uh, just like you mentioned, thinking about, hey, you know, there's not a lot of opportunity here. Maybe I could start something in West Virginia. What's one piece of advice you would give to those people? So um, I would say have a thick skin, and and we talked about resilience already, Mm -hmm. but just from a more practical standpoint, I would say that there are so many resources out there, they may just not know what they are. Mm -hmm. Um, We have the free business coaching that the state of West Virginia offers through the Small Business Development Center. We have the WVU College of Law Entrepreneurship uh, Law Clinic that can Mm -hmm. help people actually file their papers and get started. We have the new one-stop shop with the Secretary of State's office Mm -hmm. that has a couple locations, I think one in Charleston and one in the Eastern Panhandle, where you can go in and get your... Um, I, I only know this because I helped draft this bill and helped work on it, but um, you can go in and you can work with the tax folks and work with uh, the Secretary of State's office and work with several different agencies at the same time versus having to go all over the place yeah. to get started. So just figuring out um, where those resources are, there's microloan funds, there's business plan competitions. But, but there are people out there that are willing to help you and willing to mentor you, and, and there are resources that are available. So um, don't think that you're going to do it by yourself because you're going to need a lot of help from a lot of people. This is not easy. I love it. Great advice. What's one thing you do every day that you think contributes to your success? Gosh, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I think it's just um, having a positive attitude and, and trying to do things um, in a way that, you know, you only have so many hours in a day. So how you allocate them is very important. So for me, 
I try to allocate my time in a way that really is moving my business forward and Mm -hmm. moving things forward. The other thing I would say is, you know, this is a very small state. So Mm -hmm. be nice to people. Don't burn bridges. Don't Mm. um, do anything to to sever a relationship because it will come back and bite you. Mm -hmm. And so you really just have to be conscious of that and just, you know, treat people um, in, in the way that you would want them to treat you. Great advice. What's one resource, Parween, that you use in your in your business that you just can't live without? A resource that I use in my business that I can't live without. Oh gosh, um, there are so many. But I would say, and uh, uh, I know that a West Virginian just retired from the head of this, but uh, QuickBooks would be one. Yes, um, that is a, a great resource um, that really, I think every business, uh, should, should invest in. And, um, really other than that, I would say it's the people that, the people that help you and the people that support Mm. you. Yep. Great, great points. What, uh, what's one book you would recommend for aspiring entrepreneurs? So I would definitely recommend that they read the emails. Yes. Um, I went into this very naively, not really understanding that you do have to have an entrepreneurial mindset and you have to be willing to take risks and you have to be willing to do all of these things. But you also need the technician and the manager and you need mm-hmm. those other components and to work on that day-to-day operational piece. Um, everybody should know their strengths and their weaknesses and play to their strengths, but you have to have people that are going to help you with those things that you are not as strong in. And for me, that is that, that day-to-day management piece. And um, so just knowing that and not being disillusioned that all you really need is a good entrepreneur to have a, a great business. You absolutely need all of those components. And the EMS was really good for me in that regard. Absolutely. Great one. Uh, we have on our um, positivelywv.com website, a resource section where we have all the uh, recommendations from people just like you with uh, the recommend uh, recommended books. We have a list there and, and it's a clickable link and you can just go on there and order it right from Amazon if uh, if somebody is so moved to do that. So we'll make sure we have that, the E-Myth on there. That's a great book. Um, absolutely. The, and, and I love the fact that you talk about the technician because that's truly one of the <laughs> key areas that people you know, get hung up on. What, you know, what are you, if, if you're not really interested in running a business, you might want to work for a business, you know, if you can't do, you know, be as passionate about running the business, right? As opposed, it is the thing that you're doing, you know, making, you know, if you're manufacturing, you know, jams and jellies, that's great, but you have to know how to run the business as well. Exactly. Yeah, that's good stuff. Good stuff. Parween, you're, like I said, you're plugged in. You you know just about everybody that I could imagine. Uh, but is there anybody in West Virginia that uh, that you would like to meet that could help you get your business to the next step? Oh gosh, that's a really interesting <laughs> question. Um, no, I love it. So I think there are probably some artists out there that I don't know. So I'm yeah. always interested in having people come to me uh, with recommendations. If there are people that are just getting started, um, I would love to know who they are. I would also probably like to develop better relationships with arts programs within our universities yeah. and, um, you know, do, do things that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I definitely also maybe would like to think about 
some additional locations for the shop. So yeah. maybe uh, talking to the folks at the Greenbrier or different places like that. Um, I wouldn't mind adding the Greenbrier into my loop around the state. Um, <laughs> I like it. That's great. <laughs> that That's would great. be a good place to go. But as far as a specific person, one great thing about West Virginia is if you want to meet someone, you just reach out to somebody who knows them. So yeah. I've never been shy about that. If there's ever been somebody that I wanted to meet, I would figure out who they knew and and meet that person. And it's never, you know, it's never been a problem. Yeah, yeah. That's very cool. And, and one of the reasons we do this show is to help make those kinds of connections. So hopefully uh, somebody in the audience will listen and we'll be able to make a connection there for you. That, having you talking about uh, reaching uh, new artists, it, it reminded me of a of a post that you guys had on your Facebook page a couple of weeks ago, and it said, people need art in their houses. They don't need Bed Bath & Beyond dentist office art. They need weird stuff. And I love that. And uh, it, it just kind of stood out to me, and I just wanted to mention that. But uh, that's so true, you know. Uh, and no offense to Bed Bath & Beyond or dentist office art, but you know, what you have in your shops uh, is really tr- truly unique artwork and crafts and, and things like that. So I think that's really cool. Thanks. Parween, uh, you know, we've covered a lot of ground in the last half hour. Um, is there anything that you would like to add that I may have neglected to ask you about? Um, you know, just when I was thinking about challenges earlier, mm-hmm. I think one of the things that, and, and it is legislative session now, so I guess I could mention this, you know, one of the things that we do in West Virginia that a lot of places don't do, um, most places don't do, is we put a tax on our businesses, on their inventory and their yeah. furniture and their equipment, and we really disincentivize people investing in West Virginia in those ways. Yeah. So as a small business owner, it's not as impactful to me as it is to a lot of my friends that are in business, but I think we really need to just all work together to focus on figuring out those things where we're outliers in certain areas and trying to just make it as easy as possible for people to not only start a business, but to keep investing in those businesses in West Virginia. So that's definitely something that I would throw in that like challenge category. Yeah. Um, but in so many ways, it's so much easier to have a business in West Virginia because you can pick up the phone and you can reach uh, pretty much anyone that you need to reach. And from my experience uh, with a certain exception I mentioned earlier, people are pretty responsive to those yeah. kind of requests and, and to, you know, helping you make, make change. So that's really what I would mention. Yeah. Great. Parwain, how's, uh, what's the best way for folks to make contact with you and uh, learn more about um, your stores and, and uh, maybe make a, uh, make that connection? Sure. They can check out our Facebook page. We try to keep up with that. Um, Instagram, maybe come visit us, come to Charleston for art walk. Um, or we do have a website. It's the wvgallery.com, mm-hmm. or yeah. they can actually email us at info at the wvmarket.com. Very cool. And I'll make sure we have links to all that stuff in the, sh- in the show notes. Parween, I want to thank you for spending some time with us today. I really appreciate that. Uh, I really uh, enjoyed hearing your story, your passion, and your enthusiasm for creating opportunity for um, people, especially young people and painting that vision of what could be and what should be in our state. Uh, My hat's off to you, and I'm just uh, so thankful to get to spend a little bit of time with you today. 
Thanks, Tim. I really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, that's been gr- it's been great. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing things, amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like Parween Mascari and her company, West Virginia Market, our hope is that we in some way inspire and motivate our audience by sharing these success stories in West Virginia. If you or someone you know of would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. And we appreciate all of your positive comments and notes and and all that kind of stuff. It's been really encouraging to me and my team, and I really uh, am grateful for that. And, of course, if you have a chance to share one of these podcast episodes on your social media channels, that would be much appreciated as well. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga.